What's happening, brother? Hey there. Oh, okay. That's that's simple enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh we'll figure out what happens at the end at the end. <laughs> How you doing, man? Oh, not bad. Getting my hands dirty with some tech stuff. Are you uh are you are you seriously considering that idea we talked about earlier? I am, yeah. That's cool. I mean, it's a it's a lofty goal. I think I worry about uh, uh about like where the consent comes from in that because so many people that that believe in Trump uh <laughs> or believe that it was stolen, believe the big lie, whatever you want to call it, um, don't think they have a problem. Well, sure, but they do. (laughs) Yeah. So here's the thing. The way I figured, um, you know, we can't move forward as a country the way we are right now, where everyone is so divided. Somebody needs to essentially reprogram people to to come to a new understanding of reality and the idea of this being something dictated by the government is kind of worrisome to me so you know how else could that look and one thought i had was you know i've seen people talking about you know the problems that they've had with family members or friends or whatever they lost this friend to that this thing or they lost their friend to this, their relative to this other thing. And, you know, if I can find a way to, to come in there and just have conversations with people and come to a new understanding. I mean, the, the, way, the way I would sell it is basically a, a, as an idea of, you know, help to deprogram your family members. But the reality, the way it would play out is that it would be working together with two sets of people to come to help them come to a new shared understanding of reality. Because I think, I think both people end up needing to change or both sets of people end up needing to change. Sure. But it's, it's a long conversation in terms of, you know, so you have to start where they are and then try to understand where they are and then, you know, try to show where they're right and where they're wrong. Because, you know, clearly, clearly things are broken right now and they have a very different understanding of what's broken, who's responsible, what to do about it. But at the end of the day, it takes, you know, work to to actually come to that new common, common understanding. You should do that on a mass scale and just like open reprogramming camps. Well, so that, that becomes scary. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, there's a fine line between, you know, engaging with someone to come to, you know, a a new understanding and re-education camps. That's my concern about the government approach. Because, I mean, like the Democrats come in power and they're going to hire a bunch of people to make them think like Democrats. Where, you know, in terms of political parties, I think they're both pretty broken. You know, it's it's. The problem is the actions of the people, not the justifications of the people. And that's, you know, a much more widespread problem than just Trump supporters. Yeah. 
I mean, a lot of our problems, I believe, come down to economics. And, you know, the people, the people who, you know, are so quick to rail on Trump supporters are often the same people that do very well helping the wrong people. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's like both people need to change. It's, but, you know, that's, that's a hard conversation. But if I can figure out a way of, you know, uh, successfully. But where is that line on the left, though? Well, what do you mean left? Well, I like now I, I consider myself like probably further left than most. Yeah, but what does left mean? Like it gets used different ways. Okay, well not not uh not the GOP and further to the right. Okay, well I mean the Democrat both parties are pretty far right on uh, Yeah. You know, if you so the the my understanding of like the original definition of left versus right, the left is you know is uh, individual liberty, and the right is hierarchies of power. Sure, but if you are if let's say you're a, a lefty, but you want to remain politically vocal, then your choices are typically Democrat. So that. That would be well, my that would be my understanding of the left. Sure, sure. But what you are describing is the reason why I don't think we can expect any positive change out of government, because the Democrats are right. a pretty far right party. <laughs> right. I mean, they're all about hierarchies of power. You know, it's um, they are about big government, and they enable big corporations. Mm. That's. You know, that's a far right thing. The conservatives, you know, they're at least against big government, but they are for big corporations, or at least <laughs> they enable big corporations. You know, sometimes the rhetoric, like what they're talking about is is essentially an attempt to lift up small businesses and to help people get out from behind, you know, big corporations. But, you know, if your answer is to, de like if, if corporate powers have you know, so much, as much power as they do in our society, then a policy of cutting taxes and deregulating is not going to be a step in the right direction. So, you know, you can, you can assume that they're, they're doing this in bad faith. You know, some of them probably are, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's the action that matters. And, you know, the result of the action is destructive. So where do we go from here? Well, I mean, I think the answer, I, I think the answer is a return to community. You know, um, there's a reason that, you know, so much of my, my focus technology wise is on decentralizing because, you know, like there's no problem. Social media isn't a problem in and of itself. I mean, there, there's complications, but it comes down to the people, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it, there's two classes of problems in social media uh, to, you know, grossly oversimplify things. Uh, there's, there's, you know, the fact that people are so easy to manipulate and have a tendency to manipulate each other. And then there's the ability to buy targeted advertising to do whatever you want with. And like the second problem isn't one that needs to happen. That's just, you know, the, the business decision of the company we choose to use, uh, the service of. And sure. And it, I imagine it's fairly lucrative. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they make so much money on elections. And, and during the 
2016 election. I mean, I think you've you've seen my my data driven tyranny video, right? Sure. Yeah. So I mean, like during the 2016 election, all this stuff that Cambridge Analytica was doing, I mean, they were paying they were paying Facebook for targeted advertising. Facebook was getting a lot of money from this. Well, I'm glad they gave that up though for the 2020. I'm glad that. <laughs> well, so they they didn't want to at first, you know, like it. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg made a somewhat good point um, saying that, you know, he doesn't think people should lie. But, you know, the the impression I was getting was that he should not be the arbiter of truth, which I I definitely agree with. I mean, that sounds like a terrible person to to have be the arbiter of truth in society. You know, so I, I get his point. But on the other hand, that seems like a reason we shouldn't use his platform at all. Because, you know. If if he's if he is going to allow a- advertising at the level that they're going to allow, uh, and you know he shouldn't be in the position to decide what is true and what is not, what can be published and what can't be published, then just don't allow anyone to sell ads. Problem solved. And you know that's that's not a feature that the distributed social networks have. You know you. you we still have the first problem, right? So the, you know, people sharing bad content with each other, that is just, you know, that's a human issue and you can't fix that with tools. But there's no reason to right. have paid propaganda, except that it makes a lot of money. And that, that's the thing that gets me. You know, we talk about, we talk about um, you know, capitalism or whatever. You know, there's capitalism, the theory, and then there's there's what people do in business. You know, what Noam Chomsky called um, really existing capitalism. There is the choices of individuals. And, you know, as long as the majority of people involved are focused on making more money, it's going to send us down the wrong path. Because, I mean, you can't have everyone trying to profit for themselves. You just, like, if you are, if everyone is successful, then that money is coming from somewhere, and it's going to get used right. for buying up the real limited resources. You know, you got people buying up all the land. That's going to drive up the cost of living for, you know, especially in the areas where there's a lot of people who are very well off. So I figured distribute that options work better. You know, don't allow the ads at all. Just, you know, it's a tool for connecting people. You know, and then everyone can maintain their own data. There's no reason to centralize it other than it is useful for targeted advertising. Okay, but haven't we already opened Pandora's box? Like it won't play. How would how would you how would um, government go about controlling Facebook or Twitter or any of these social media platforms? I mean, it, it could. I don't think it would necessarily go well. Uh, no, I think I think the better answer would be. So, I mean, there, we could choose to not allow paid advertising on social media platforms anymore. I mean, I don't know how the law would be structured or whatever, but we could 
we could prevent paid propaganda. And then, you know, Facebook would need to figure out an alternate business model, an alternate way of getting revenue. Because if they're not allowed to get the tax, the, uh, the ad revenue anymore, then, then it's going to be really hard for them to do business. Um, okay, so I get, other, I get the other so I get, that I'm is, is that we as individuals stop using their platform and we move to these existing distributed options instead. And then all of a sudden the problem goes away because Facebook goes under. Because I don't have any faith that the government's going to do anything useful, you know, but we have choices as individuals. We don't need to wait for an election to make a new choice. I just, I don't, I think you overestimate the intelligence of the masses. Well, I mean, I, I want to make it easier. Like, <laughs> I would like to make it easier for someone to choose an alternative to Facebook. And I see how it could fit into, you know, a bigger picture of, uh, of you know, fundamental economic change. It's just not an easy problem. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very hard problem. But it's, it's one that I think would be deployed locally. So, I mean, it, if I can get my community to switch for at least certain purposes, to switch to, you know, using uh, a locally run service for e-commerce, and for like restaurant deliveries and all that stuff, something locally run that, you know, is focused on basically providing a service for the restaurant as opposed to, you know, sucking up global money for um, other people doing work. And then, you know, sure. focus on distributed social networks and distributed whatever, you know, the more that I can build that stuff myself and convince people to use that here in Worcester, um, the more that, other people might notice and decide to do something similar in their area, especially if all the code is open source, you know, I can make it easier for people to do that. It's, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the person, the individual, all they care about is, you know, how do I do this thing I want to do? So if, you know, you're looking to order food from a local restaurant, you want it to be easy to do. And right now that often means things like door to door, DoorDash, Grubhub, mm -hmm. you know, um, I forget what the other play big players are because they are kind of somewhat regional at least. But the, um, you know, sure. if you can have it be something run within the local community and say, you know, it's a it's a, a fixed low cost monthly fee or something like that for the restaurants to join, and suddenly you know local restaurants aren't losing thirty percent of their revenue anymore. I've always I've always wondered about that uh, since those sort of apps came online since that was available because I know when I was working in the restaurant I don't really understand how they how those businesses are set up um, so maybe you can shed some light on that but something that we we would normally sell for ten dollars in the restaurant for mm -hmm. instance. We just sold it online for 16 and we made four. So what was the value to the restaurant to do that? Well, so the, the restaurant wants customers, you know, the more mm -hmm. that the people are trying to use these services to make it easier to order, the more likely that they're just going to miss out on the sale if they aren't on the platform. 
like instead of making four, they'd make zero because they just wouldn't have got an order in because somebody ordered from their competitor that's on DoorDash instead. Uh, but you know, if you if there's so, a better option and you can offer it to all of the restaurants, then and then you know you might be able to convince them not to be on DoorDash, and then all of a sudden you know, maybe. or at least also use your your service. Well, you don't want it to be an awful. Also, I mean, you can, and it might be useful when you're first getting started, but um, the idea is you're essentially trying to change the behaviors of the people placing the orders. So as long as it's still possible to order the way they're used to, um, that mm -hmm. a lot of them will still order that way, even if it is, you know, like, you know, a huge additional cost to um, the business. Although I guess I guess if they are raising the prices, then eventually you know you get people to switch over when they realize that the prices are lower when you um, when you order through my service instead because you know they don't have to mm -hmm. pad it. It could also be a part of your marketing strategy. Yeah. Yes. Hey, you really want, you you actually want to help the restaurant? This is how you. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know that's that would be a big part of it. I have to connect with the local businesses here. I mean, my goal my goal for last year was uh, so I opened up my my shop here in Worcester, and I wanted to get to know all the local businesses, um, and like start building relationships with the business owners. But you know, of course, I was supposed to open in April, <laughs> and I'm I'm not going around meeting people in person during a pandemic. It's just sometimes you just have to push through those hurdles, man. Well, just like walk in, take the mask off, and tell them how you feel. Why would I? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. It sucks that that this happened. You know, it's it sucks. I mean, in terms of my business, you know, it, it sucks for me that this happened. Right. It sucks for me that. Well, I think globally it well, sort of sucks. Well, that's the thing. That's the context. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, what, I, what, I, what I was going to get to was that, you know, yes, it kind of sucks that this happened to me, but, you know, this is something that is happening to the world, and I should get over myself. <laughs> so I've just been sucking it up. But the people who won't just suck it up and do what's necessary to stop the spread means that this thing is going to hang out for much longer than it needs to. You know, and I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the one, you know, not doing what's necessary and a lot and causing this thing to just keep going. So, you know, uh, right. do what I have to. to... It, it was meant in jest. I, I wouldn't oh. suggest that for anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand. There's a, there's a lot of that, though. I'm, I'm still yeah. trying to convince a friend of mine that, um, you know, COVID is serious. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen it quite a bit, and it's sort of the same angry face in the supermarket with like the mask hanging under the under the chin, <laughs> and like everybody's sort of ready to be fucked with. Well, yeah. everyone's angry, and they have, often have legitimate reasons to be angry. You know, it's it's just that the anger is often misplaced due to decades of propaganda you know, uh, messed up values within society. And there's a whole, I mean, there's a whole bunch of pieces to this thing, but it, um, 
you know, it requires actually sitting down and having a conversation. It's just so easy to, to just consider the other side evil and leave it at that. But, you know, the more you dig down into the problems, there's enough reason to hate everyone. <laughs> so, you know, right. either move into a cave somewhere or, you know, get over blame and work on trying to solve problems instead. <laughs>